Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dustin Gold, host of the Dustin Gold Standard Podcast right here on pain.tv slash gold. And this is the Dustin Gold Nugget. Ladies and gentlemen, we drop episode 160 tonight at midnight. It is jam-packed, jam-packed with data, folks. We finish up our mini deep dive into data centers, the brain of the technocracy. I'm going to show you what Amazon is up to, Google, Oracle, Facebook, Apple, and the rest of the masters of the universe. And then we tap into Glenda, who gives us some very valuable information and wraps up the show with a beautiful poem. I'll tell you all about it right after this short commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Folks, this is Dustin Gold, host of the Dustin Gold Standard Podcast right here on pain.tv slash gold. And this is the Dustin Gold Nugget. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not here to black pill you. That is not my purpose. I don't want you crawling under your bed, putting a shotgun in your mouth, and saying, it's all over, there's nothing we can do about it. But at the same time, as I am continuing to expand my knowledge, as I am continuing to research and to analyze the history, the present, and the future of this technocratic prison planet, this one-world prison system, that we find ourselves living under, it is my obligation to share this information with you. I want to understand how the world actually works. I choose to know the real history of the world we live in. I don't want to live in some sort of fictitious fairy tale. I am not going to be distracted by WWE clown world wrestling. I am not going to keep chasing shiny objects like Chinese space balloons or UFOs that are not actually UFOs that are manned by aliens, but they're not really manned by aliens. I am not going to do that. As these guys throw stuff out at us, Even the chemical fires and the train crashes and everything else, this is expected in my world. 
I know we are under attack. I understand this is a war on humanity and the natural world. I know that our masters are trying to enslave us in an electronic matrix prison planet world. I have accepted that they need to lower the population. So each and every day, as new news pops, I'm not going to chase it. I made a promise to myself because I will never complete my study into what is actually happening. And there is so much happening that is not reported in the news and not reported on social media. So I am trying to dissect the technocracy. I am trying to understand the anatomy of the technological infrastructure behind the technocracy. I want to know where it came from, where they're at now, and where the hell they are going in the future. Because that is the only way that I can make plans in my life right now and in the future to try to live one foot in and one foot out of it. I don't think at this point we can ever live completely outside of the system. These guys are connecting the whole world. Everything is going to be connected up to fiber lines, uh, 5G signals. It's everywhere and all over the place. So as you know, over the last several episodes, I've been breaking down the anatomy of the actual physical infrastructure, the technology. And so we looked at all the data created every day by humans. We looked at cloud computing and then various other methods, new innovations that are coming on how they handle this, the collection of the data, the storing of the data, the housing of the data, the processing of the data, and the analyzing of the data, and then the delivery back out. And so then we started to look at the data centers, and we got into floating barges, skyscrapers, underground bunkers, and even the fact that these folks are trying to go up into space where they're testing out quantum computing in space, where they can then process data in space and send it back down here. One, it's completely protected because you and I can't blow it up if it's in space. Second, they claim that they can do it faster and cheaper because they have unlimited energy up there capturing the sun's rays with solar panels. They have free cooling because the air is cool. This way, the machines will work faster. They can process the data faster. They can store it there and send it back home. We know they're doing all that. So what I did tonight to wrap this up, I wanted to show you, um, simply get back to the land warehouses uh, that are going up all over the place. There's at least 12,000 of these things around the planet. They're building more and more every day. And so I went through a couple of resources that I show you if you want to look this up. If you see warehouses popping up all around you and you don't think it's uh, storage wars coming to town, you can pop in an address, look it up, and for the most part, you can find these unless they're government or top secret ones. But I show you those resources. We go through Amazon. I show you how the regions and the clusters and everything works, how they create these groupings and have multiple servers in multiple areas. I mean, highly complex, but you need these data centers all over the place in order to run a technocratic prison planet. So we go through Amazon, we go through Oracle, we go through Facebook, we go through Apple, 
Microsoft, maybe a couple others. I show you how to use all these tools. Uh, I show you how to look up a data center. You can get in there and look at, uh, because each of them have marketing. They're not secret for the most part. And then we get into um, something I think is quite important, actually. It's called um, Amazon Data Connect. And this is essentially a product they have, which is almost, think of it like a private internet that connects a company or a government or a smart city directly to the Amazon data center network. So this way, the data that they're processing from, say, the data centers going into a data warehouse, I mean, from the data sensors going into the data center and then coming back out as they're analyzing, they don't have to pass it through the public internet. So I've had conversations before with Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, who's always talking to me about how cell phones don't work, her home internet signal isn't good, and says this can't be the tech, they can't run technocracy on this. And I keep telling her, they are running the technocracy on a different technology than we have access to. They give us access to the garbage, just like the front-facing apps that they're building for the smart city folks who want to live in prison in exchange for getting access to an app to interface with a more streamlined, more efficient government, and then they don't work. That's what's happening. So Amazon literally has this whole separate fiber system that allows their clients, including government, to interface with the data center without ever passing through the Internet. So you think the Internet's slow, they're directly connecting. Uh, Also, Amazon just rolled out last week with the DOD these mobile cargo containers that are full of servers. They're a mobile server brain, basically, a giant hard drive, and they can connect to those without ever connecting to the Internet, and they can beam stuff up with satellites. I mean, it's insane, folks. So pretty much they've thought of everything. they thought of everything. And then finally, in the end, I bring Glenda into the conversation because I wanted to do some quick math and I want to try to figure out how much data is created every day and how many square feet of space you're going to need to store all that data. That will show us that they either are going to need to come up with a new solution, which we talked to Glenda about, um, or they're going to run out of space because just based on her basic math, and unless you're an engineer designing data centers, you won't have more accurate information than this. We're creating roughly 2.5 quintillion bytes of data a day, uh, according to IBM. And if you're using standard hard drive chips and server racks, you're going to need at least 5 million square feet of data center space to store the data load created by humans every single day. And some of the biggest data centers in the world are only 7 to 10 million square feet. So you're talking one of those every single day to house all of the data created by all of the humans on Earth. And then Glenda wraps up with a beautiful poem written in the words of Jeff Bezos from Amazon on our need to shrink the physical size of our data storage folks mind-blowing episode join me 160 drops at midnight my name is dustin gold of the dustin gold standard podcast right here on pain.tv slash gold and you are listening to the dustin gold nugget the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion. 
at pain.tv slash gold. <laughs>